Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, April 18th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Got a lot to tell you about Geraldo who's going to be on tonight. We're going to talk about his charity, Immigration. And you'll remember the very, I don't know, I don't know what word to use. Maybe I'll ask Rivera. But if you Google O'Reilly Rivera Immigration, <laughs> One of the liveliest chats ever in the history of cable news will appear before your eyes. So anyway, uh, we're all just warming up in a bullpen. He'll be here in a minute. The beginning of Holy Week for the Orthodox Christian world. And that world is in big trouble. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. As you know, as we have reported, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, Kirill, Patriarch Kirill, supports Putin and Russian atrocities in Ukraine. Now, how on earth is that possible? How could a man who oversees 101 million Christians in Russia support this invasion? Do you think Jesus would support the invasion? I don't think so. And this is the problem with Christianity all over the world. Now, the surrounding countries also are in the Orthodox zone. They are Ethiopia and Africa, Ukraine. Ukraine is Orthodox. Romania, Greece. um, And they have not one leader as the Roman Catholic Church has. So the Greek Orthodox Church, for example has another leader, and he has condemned the Russian invasion, but not Kirill, who's Putin's buddy, all right? But again, 101 million Russian Orthodox. So the Pope over the weekend, throw his statement up, uh, gives a annual Easter address, and he said quite clearly, may there be peace for war-torn Ukraine, so sorely tried by the violence and destruction of the cruel and senseless war into which it was dragged. This terrible night of suffering and death, may a new dawn of hope soon appear. Now, uh, Pope Francis got criticized because he didn't name Putin and he, and he didn't uh, name Russia, but that's not what the Pope does. He does not want Roman Catholics who live in Russia to be persecuted. The same thing with communist China. So he doesn't launch head-on-head attacks. Why would he? But it's clear that the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church feels rightfully, that this is a violation of all Christian tenets, but not the Russian Orthodox leader. It's just really unbelievable. He said, quote, this is Kirill, all matters can be resolved with dialogue and understanding, but never with violence. I'm sorry, this is the Greek, this is the Greek Orthodox guy. Uh, Never with violence, Greek Orthodox um, leader announced in his Easter address. Now, Kirill, he said, put, put up what he said, let the Lord help us unite during this difficult time for our fatherland, including around the authorities. May the authorities, that's Putin, be filled with responsibility for the people, humility and readiness to serve them even across their life. What does that mean? What a gobbledygook is that? Okay, so now let's go to the wider picture. Ukrainian civilian deaths, about 2,000, including about 200 children. Civilian injuries, about 2,700, 
including 252 children. This comes from CBS News. All right. Um, Four million plus refugees all over Europe having to leave their homes, cities destroyed. Yet the Russian Orthodox Church leader is okay with it. So you on um, Thursday, Holy Thursday, I gave you the Christian stats. All right. They're declining in the modern world. They're actually going up in Africa, but declining in most other places in the world. And this is why. This is why. Now, one final word, and this is personal because it is the Orthodox Holy Week. As I said, Easter Sunday next is their celebration. If I'm key real, I got to be worried about Judgment Day, wouldn't you think? Unless he's a total charlatan just in it for money and power, which he may be. But you can't justify what you're doing. And here's the kicker. If Kirill were to condemn Putin and the invasion, Putin would have to withdraw. He'd have to. He couldn't stand up to him. Now, Kirill might get shot in the head or poisoned. But hey, you know, that's what martyrdom is all about. And that's the memo. Disturbs me, I have to say. It really disturbs me. This guy's doing this in Russia. All right, the Easter egg hunt was held uh, in the White House today. Roll that tape. This was an event that was started in 1878 by President Rutherford B. Hayes. All right, so Hayes started the Easter egg hunt. And um, the president, first lady, vice president, second gentleman, all were there. And the kids had a good time. And I like this tradition. And I'm not going to mock it. But there are two things that happened that I am going to mention that are much more serious than the Easter egg deal. Number one, on Friday... Late, Good Friday, President Biden announced he is now going to reopen drilling of oil on federal land. Do you hear that? He wanted to sneak it by you. And today, a federal judge said no more mass mandates on airplanes, trains, and buses. That the president's order of mass mandates, which he extended, is illegal. So... If you go to the airport tonight, I guess the individual airlines could enforce it. But it's all over for Biden. Now, maybe he'll get a stay. I'm sure he'll appeal. But, you know, it's not going real well for Joe Biden. I think we all know that. And um, it's because of inflation primarily. Now, I promise you uh, last week we do very specifics here. Okay, so we picked out some things that almost everybody buys and eats. Put it up on the screen. Bacon, up almost 20% in the past year. Beef roast, roast beef, pot roast, that kind of thing, up almost 20%. Cereal bakery products, up almost 10%. Eggs, 10%. Meat and seafood, 14% price rise. Milk. 7% price increase. Vegetables, almost 9% price increase. Oranges, just oranges, 14%. That means your orange juice is going up. Everything's going. Now, I could have put 100 on there. Everything is up. And that's going to kill the Biden administration in November. There's no doubt about it. So the president continues to try to mitigate this somehow. Roll the tape. I want to talk about one aspect of Putin's war that affects and has real effects on the American people. Putin's price hike 
that Americans and our allies are feeling at the pump. I know how much it hurts. Yeah, well, you're going to know a little bit more how much it hurts when November rolls around. Now, I wrote a column posted yesterday, Easter Sunday, blame Putin, the Putin price rise. I think you'll enjoy reading the column. I hope you go to BillOReilly.com and do so. So in addition to paying more for everything, taxes across the board for everybody are way up in the first six months of this fiscal year. The federal government collected a record $2,121,987,000,000 in tax revenue. A record not even close to the second. It spent in six months $666,867,000,000. So, there should be a there should be a surplus, right? And that should pay down a debt, right? No. No. Because in the second half of the fiscal year, the federal government's gonna find a way to spend that money by sending you stuff. Because that's what the Biden administration's gonna do. Just like they're doing in California. Do you know in California, highest gas prices in the nation by far? Okay? They're now sending all Californians 400 bucks, courtesy of Governor Newsom, trying to bribe you to thinking, well, maybe it's not so bad. It is bad. That's what the Biden administration is going to do. There's going to be another round of check mailings to try to bribe voters in November. Watch that prediction. Biden tax returns. Put them on up. All right. 610,702 in earnings last year. He paid 25% in federal taxes. Remember, Biden's filing in Delaware, which is a low-tax state. The Bidens gave less than 3% of their gross income to charity. That is a pattern. They very rarely give money to charity, the Bidens, even though they're very wealthy. But here's the most important part. On Joe Biden's tax returns this year and previous years, he has never cited any income from Hunter Biden. Ever. So, if it is proven in court that Hunter Biden gave his dad money from all his overseas adventures, that's tax evasion. Keep that in mind. That's a long way away and a big if, but you should know it. Kamala Harris and her husband, they made $1.6 million last year, paid 32% in federal taxes. And they live in California, so it's a high tax rate. But look at the last number, 1.4% of their income to charity. Can you believe it? 1.4%. So the next time you hear Biden and or Harris say the rich should pay their fair share, hit them with their tax returns. Hey, you're both rich. You're not giving any money to charity. Bad. All right. Despite this, Americans, uh, despite getting hit with inflation, high taxes across the board, Americans remain the most generous people on earth. As I reported on April 1st, I gave the keynote address to Geraldo Rivera's charity Life Work 50th anniversary. It helps people, children and adults with autism. 
Autism, as you may know, takes you off the board socially and many times economically. That is, you cannot operate because of your physical impairment, okay, the way that other Americans do. So therefore, you cannot pursue happiness at the same level that I can or you can or Geraldo can. And that was the main point I made in my address. Roll the tape. There was a guy in England named John Locke, and he was a philosopher, kind of quasi-politician guy. And he came up with the concept of the pursuit of happiness in 1689. Thomas Jefferson, a very learned and brilliant man, picked up on that concept and incorporated life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as a right, a human right that had never been done before in any country on the face of the earth. Now, if you think about your life, everybody here, all of us here have obtained some kind of success and we were able, I believe, to pursue happiness, right? And the, the key to our whole society and the battle, the culture battle that we have is giving everyone else that opportunity. And there are segments of our society who say, well, we don't have that same as you, the white privilege has or whatever. I throw all of that out the window. I don't, I don't buy into any of that. What I buy into is people helping other people to succeed. And joining us now from Cleveland, Ohio, is Geraldo Rivera, who on Monday, May 16th, has a golf outing to benefit LifeWork, L-I-F-E-S-W-O-R-C.org. You're not going to play golf, Rivera, unless it's miniature golf. You're not going to. Are you going to be out there? That, that, I'll be hum, I'll be hobbling using the seven iron as my as my crutch. <laughs> Boy, that'll be a gruesome that'll be a gruesome sight. But I want people to uh, support life's work, and uh, I want to mention that this is at the Old Westbury Long Island Golf and Country Club, and people can sign up and come and play, and you'll be there. Correct? That's absolutely right. It's the I think the thirty fifth year. Sean Hannity uh, always makes a cameo. I'd love to get you there. I don't know what your golf game is like. Probably a lot better than mine. Mine well, was. I can, I can. I can tell you. I can usually get it through the windmill. I can usually get that. <laughs> I'm not a golfer, but I'll try to get there if I can. I just want to thank you again for coming and giving that uh, stirring speech. I thought that it was really right on. Everybody uh, understood the concept there. The pursuit of happiness. Very, uh, I think, uh, articulately. Uh, zeroing in on what it is that we do. We allow people with developmental dis uh, disabilities who otherwise would be warehoused to have a life and pursue happiness to the extent that they are able. And uh, you are very generous with your contribution. Uh, Sean also uh, uh, weighed in. Uh, you know, we raised over $900,000 that night for the cause. So uh, I want to thank you again. You've always been a very generous, even though I disagree with you on uh, you know, almost everything, including that today was Monday, we'd probably say today was, uh, but uh, uh, that aside, you've always been very generous. You've always responded to any of the requests I had to help these nonprofits and life's works near and dear to me, obviously because of the exposés I did on the institutions way back when, Bill.
Yeah, 50 years uh, you've been involved with this. Have you seen an improvement, a basic improvement in the autism world? Uh, I, I, you know, 50 years is a long time. And, and to remind people who, although as a young reporter for WABC Channel 7 in New York, uh, went to Staten Island when there was a terrible facility. They were abusing people with autism like crazy. He exposed uh, what they call Willowbrook. It shut down, and then Geraldo got involved, which is extremely noble, of course. Have you seen improvement in this whole area? Well, the biggest improvement, Bill, as you as you uh, cite, is the closing of the institutions, the big institutions, the uh, the warehousing where despicable conditions were allowed to exist because the population uh, was essentially voiceless. Uh, you know, no one was defending the uh, the handicapped, and uh, they couldn't defend themselves and the state of New York and other states, as a result, uh, you know, tried to maximize uh, the number of people they could care for rather than emphasizing the quality of care. Plus the concept of institutionalizing uh, the disabled was, uh, they're, they're not criminals, they're disabled people, emotionally, uh, uh, physically disabled people. Uh, they're yes. not people with schizophrenia, they're not people with Polar, uh, bipolar disorder. No, they're, they're not, not dangerous people. They're not crazy right. people. They're handicapped right. people. And, and what Geraldo does, once again, is, is they build houses, they buy houses, uh, they put the autistic people in the houses with uh, supervision, with medical care, um, and it's a thousand, a million times better than what was happening. Right, let's go into uh, some politics. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I just want simple answers so i'm a simple man i don't want a lot of philosophizing <laughs> here okay so uh it is estimated by the border patrol that they're going to have to encounter eight thousand migrants when the um uh covid title 42 is lifted in may by the biden administration first of all do you understand why president biden in the face of massive illegal migration and drug smuggling and that's something you report on as well from mexico massive all right, fentanyl overdoses, all-time high, heroin overdoses, all-time high. Do you know why Mr. Biden, who has never even been to the border during his administration, okay, has such a lax policy down there? Do you understand why? Well, I would make the assumption, Bill, that, uh, you know, it's, it is a liberal democratic agenda item, and he's, uh, he's following the, uh, the strong-arming by the squad, uh, AOC and, and others. Uh, to be as favorable as he possibly can toward this population. Uh, I think it's a terrible idea. Why, you have Title 42. We're talking about new variants. Uh, and I thought that it was always a kind of a phony uh, reason to restrict immigration by single males. Those are the ones who are being turned back. Uh, but I, at least it was something. Uh, I, I believe that Title 42 should... Uh, uh, if, they, if the rationale for 42 uh, is, is existing anywhere, then I think, why not keep it? Why not? At least yeah, it's it doesn't a, make any sense. Just to recap so people know, that gives the border authorities, um, because of COVID, the right to send anybody back to Mexico, including asylum seekers. I don't know whether you saw the article. We're going to do it tomorrow here on the No Spin News. Great Britain is now uh, trying to uh, implement a policy where all people asking for asylum to live in Great Britain would be expedited to Rwanda, Africa, and would have to live there while their asylum hearing 
is adjudicated. They can't live in England any longer or Scotland or Wales or Northern Ireland. Now, all I'm do why I want to mention this is we're not extremists here in America. This is a problem, this unfettered migration in every single country in the world. Do you understand that? I do. The whole world wants to live in the United States, uh, more importantly. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, everybody wants to live here. If you, if, but there are some great, let me just very briefly tell you that my translator and driver in Afghanistan, who was with me for 11 very rigorous, dangerous assignments, very loyal, saved my life, Craig's life. Uh, we succeeded through Fox News to get him, Akbar Shinwari, here to Cleveland with his family. Uh, there are also, uh, there's uh, some great mosques here. Uh, there's a substantial Afghan population here. We're also expecting a, a large group of Ukrainians to come. There are a lot of Ukrainian uh, uh, immigrants already here in the Cleveland area. America welcomes refugees. We welcome asylum seekers. We just need order. Uh, we need to do it in a in a way that not only is humane and compassionate, but also is practical. Right. For and, the uh, rest this, of the country. Yes or no question. Is Biden's immigration policy a good thing for America? No, it's not. OK. All right. So now no. we didn't have to yell or anything. <laughs> that. <laughs> that was an epic battle. That's as close as I ever came to a fist fight and not had one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm glad you would have probably kicked my butt, Geraldo, you know, um, and I wouldn't be I as handsome that, today but... as I am if that happened. Um, <laughs> all right. So 35 years ago today, Geraldo Rivera launched the most successful syndicated broadcast of all time. You may remember the mystery of Al Capone's vaults. <laughs> so Rivera relentlessly promoted this. 30 million people, as I said, showed up to watch it. And it was live April 21st, 1986. So it wasn't exactly uh, 35 years ago, but close. Two-hour broadcast. And they opened the vault and nothing was in it, Rivera. I still don't have those two hours back. It's 36 years, and it was not empty. There was a Gilby's gin bottle in there. There was a stop sign and some other trash from the era. So uh, put it was very embarrassing there. to me. You know what was really in there? The what? biggest ratings of all time. And I was unemployed at the time. So the day after it aired, the ratings came out. I was ridiculed from coast to coast. Actually, it was in 16 different countries live. Uh, I was ridiculed. I was embarrassed. I opened up. Uh, you know, the uh, the room service waiter came up and he handed me uh, 22 messages, uh, written messages, all job offers. So That's I went from amazing. being the most famous unemployed That's man amazing. in America to being one of you the know, most. You uh, know, I mentioned I mentioned the Al Capone thing and killing the mob. Um, <laughs> but when you were there and you saw there was nothing there, did you panic? Did stuff go through your mind like, holy, you know what? I got to fill another hour or so did what what were you going what was going through i was not gonna they were digging and digging and digging and i was not going to find anything and i thought to myself i've been i've been fired by abc everybody i know everybody in the world's going to be watching i am absolutely humiliated this is the end of everything and i uh, at the end of the show 15 minutes later I gathered my wife. We went across the street to a Mexican restaurant. That's what, it's not not there anymore. The Hotel Lexington's gone also. 
So I went to this uh, Mexican restaurant and got tequila drunk. And then I dra we dragged us. Yeah, I was dragged uh, to the Hyatt Hotel. Very good. And I Very really, good. that was the end of my professional life. You know, uh, but uh, as, I, it as was, it turned it, out, it was listen, the beginning. Outside of me, you've had the most flamboyant career ever. Final thing. Two okay. weeks from tomorrow, Killing the Killers, A Secret War Against Terrorists comes out. I sent you the book because your daughter is in the book. She was in a terror attack in Paris, France, and we were able to uh, go very, very deep into that attack, thanks to your daughter, uh, who I guess is at Yale now, right? Um, Yale Law School, she graduates next month. Okay. Um, and I want everybody to know it's an extremely compelling story. I, I just sent it to you. I don't know whether you have time to read it or not, but the whole book is just, you're going to love this book because you know so much about terrorism. Right. I can't wait. Uh, it was 2015 in Paris. We knew that she was out for the evening. Uh, we, we worried first that she was in that theater where over 150 people were killed. I uh, think she was at the soccer stadium. Uh, but we didn't know that President Hollande, at that time France's president, was in the soccer stadium. So three suicide bombers attacked the soccer yeah. stadium. Our, our, our daughter was inside and they blew themselves up. They couldn't get past the French security. They blew themselves up. But then my daughter was stranded there and we were live on uh, on the air, uh, you know, talking. I remember it. Talking, yeah, trying I to remember get it. it was, well, it was in a, quite an adventure and that is chronicled uh, in Killing the Killers. Uh, hey, Geraldo, uh, once again, the uh, golf outing is at the Old Westbury Country Club on May 16th. So you can uh, putt with Geraldo, give him a hard time if you sign up. I'll try to stop by on that Monday. That'd be great. great and uh, look, good work with the Life's Work. It's uh, lifeswork.org, and uh, we want everybody to uh, try to help out if they can. Thanks, Geraldo. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Good to see you. Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. You know all that. Um, he's bid uh, $43 billion to take it over. He wants to establish or reestablish free speech on Twitter. We are rooting for Elon. We hope he does take it over. JetBlue update, more chaos over the Easter weekend. Um, first of all, we asked the international president for the Transport Workers Union to give us a quote on JetBlue's performance in general. Throw it on up on the screen. Quote, JetBlue is definitely lying about the primary and underlying causes of the reliability issues they are experiencing. They have blamed the weather for the most part, but that is not their primary problem. If it was, then every other character would be suffering, carrier would be suffering the same fate, unquote. So here is over the weekend a JetBlue versus Delta situation. Remember, they fly the same routes much of the time. So on Good Friday, April 15th, Delta had delays 24 percent. All right. JetBlue, 51 percent. 51 Double Delta and 5% of flights were canceled on JetBlue. Saturday, April 16th, delays on Delta, 19%. JetBlue, 44%. Unbelievable. Easter Sunday, delays 22% on Delta. JetBlue, 37%. And those delays on Delta are high. That shouldn't be happening either. But JetBlue is off the chart. Where's Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary? 
I, I don't know. Uh, the Biden administration, top to bottom, not interested. They cause problems. They don't solve them. Interesting story. The NBA playoffs are uh, underway. And uh, we don't know exactly when this happened, but a Charlotte Hornets player, um, LaMelo Ball, was caught on camera smoking marijuana. Now, some people say he was doing this before the game. We cannot confirm that. We don't know. Okay? However, the NBA has no policy about being stoned during a game. They have no testing at all. I, it's incredible. You can show up drunk during a game? Can you, can you be drunk? Well, you can be high because who's going to stop you? Not the National Basketball Association. It's an incredible situation. Um, marijuana remains prohibited, the NBA says, but they're not going to test for it. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. This day in history, April 18th, 1775, the midnight ride of Paul Revere. All right, you all know the story, okay? But here are some very interesting parts of it that you may not know. If you go to Boston, you can see this thing right now. They have done a great job, the city of Boston, in keeping all the things that were in play in 1775 there. So Paul Revere, he was an um, iron worker. He cast bells. He, he made illustrations for books. He worked with his hand. He had his own business. Okay, but he was also a patriot. He was involved with the Sons of Liberty. They were the ones that were trying to boot England out of here. Okay. So two of their leaders were hiding in Lexington, which is, I don't know, 15 miles outside of Boston, Samuel Adams and John Hancock, because British authorities were looking for them to arrest them. So they ran out. So they wanted to know when the British regulars were going to come and hunt them down. That's what Paul Revere and another guy, William Dawes, were tasked with finding out. So you know the poem, one if by land, two if by sea. Well, it was two, two lanterns in the 
Trinity Church, which, again, is there in Boston. Revere sees it. The lanterns around midnight gets on his horse, bolts out to Lexington, where he finds Hancock and Adams. This is eight. They're coming out. That gives all of the Minutemen, armed militia, time to get behind the stone walls and crush the British when they came out to Lexington and Concord. Okay, so after the war, after our freedom, Revere settled down in Boston's North End. His house is there. Listen to this. Paul Revere's home in the North End of Boston is the second most visited historical home in the country, next to the White House. I didn't know that. We reported on it in radio today. I said, whoa, look at that. So Revere was a very patriotic guy. He died uh, at age 83 in 1818, lived a long life this day in history. All right, good mail segment, a lot of it about uh, my analysis of Jesus, the Nazarene, and then a final thought that you're going to want to hear right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to the mail. Kevin Ryan, Scottsdale, Arizona. Bill just finished the book, Killing Jesus. I have tried many times to read the Bible and couldn't understand it. Killing Jesus simplified that important era in history, helped me understand the life and teachings of Jesus. Well, Killing Jesus is, uh, it was out, when did we put it out? 2015, I believe. Sold more than 3 million copies all, all over the world. And I know a lot of people are reading it um, around Easter time and watching the movie. Anthony Grasso, Morristown, New Jersey, is a Roman Catholic taught by the Sisters of Charity and Jesuits in high school. My faith is an important part of my life. I have your book, Killing Jesus, which I started to read. Your talking points memo about Jesus brought tears to my eyes. The way you explained his rise from poverty to the most famous person in the world was logical and fact-based. 
And that's what we did. Killing Jesus doesn't have any religion in it. You know, I was disappointed that it wasn't run, the movie wasn't run on commercial or cable TV over the weekend. But I looked around, there were very, very few uh, films about Jesus on. Instead, you had uh, Wicked Tuna, Life Under Raid. I, I don't know what they do. But, you know, there's a big audience, a huge audience. But the secular uh, media companies weren't part of it. Robert on the message board, not sure I am buying the premise that Jesus was a stone cutter. It was not impossible that he was a carpenter as there was much commerce and trade with other kingdoms and nations in those days. Robert, people believe what they want to believe. If you want to believe that Jesus was a carpenter, Jesus is not going to be mad. There weren't any trees in Judea. <laughs> not nearly enough to have a wood industry. There was no importation there, okay? No. Nations weren't trading. Rome ruled the world. So Jesus and his father Joseph cut stone because people lived in stone homes. If he were a carpenter, that would have been a miracle. And maybe that happened. Perry, hey Bill, how do you know that people in large gatherings could not hear Jesus? How do I know? Well, number one, I went there. I went to all the places that Jesus was. And if he, there were some places where thousands of people gathered to hear him. So uh, let me give you this modern analogy. Perry, walk out to a pitching mound in a baseball stadium, okay? And try to talk to the people in the box seats. They cannot hear you, okay? It's too far. So in a, you maybe scream, they might be able to hear a scream. No microphones, no megaphones back then. Just telling you the record. But again, you believe what you want to believe. Alice, I think today was my favorite podcast. This is uh, last Thursday's podcast. Your story of Jesus was so informative and interesting, I made my husband sit and listen. And your ideas about stress reduction were spot on. So I love that I made my husband. <laughs> Good. He should have sat there and listened. Good for him. Stephen, my all-time stress buster, the frozen pizza section. Stephen, with the pizza, if you want to be corpulent, I limit the pizza in my life once a week. Puts on the weight. Pat Rhodes, Rockland, California. Thanks for the good laugh on Sunday. Happy Easter. Um, Pat is talking about my column, Putin did it. Blame Putin. Okay, I think you'll get a chuckle out of it on BillOReilly.com. I appreciate you reading it, Pat. Okay, so I got a lot of stuff going on in the BillOReilly.com store. We're out of the white mugs. So this is a navy blue mug, and we have a black mug, too, that's pretty nifty. Blue is, uh, white is gone. And these are great gifts for Mother's and Father's Day. But an even better gift, or you combine them, is a subscription to BillOReilly.com. Now, if you upgrade to concierge membership, say you're a premium member now, and you upgrade, you get a free copy of Killing the Killers or any of my other books. Killing Jesus, any of them. Killing Lincoln. All right? And, of course, if you become a premium member, you get a free copy of the book. So when you're giving gifts for Mother's and Father's Day, if you give a premium membership or an upgrade to concierge or whatever you want to do, 
you get a free book and then you got a gift to give mom or dad. Now you can give them both and a mug. They would really love you then, but you could spread it out. All right. So I'm looking out for you as far as the money. I know it's tight. Word of the day, do not be peevish, P-E-E-V-I-S-H. Love that word, do not be peevish. Right back with a final thought that it's going to be important to your life if you listen to me. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So I have to go out to California the third week in May. I got some business and I got to see some people out there. I booked that trip in January. Why? Because I know it's going to be insane to travel from May 1st until October 1st. So here are the stats. According to TripAdvisor, which is a good website, 56% of American households are planning a vacation from May to October. 56%. 70% travel by car. 20% on the planes, watch it on JetBlue, 10% bus or train. Eight in 10 families have not taken a vacation since COVID hit two years ago. So, in the words of Hyman Roth from The Godfather, what does this tell you, Michael? It tells you you better book your trip now. All right? Because it's going to be insane, particularly if you're going to places that are popular. Now, if you're going in August to Death Valley, you're not going to have a problem, all right? But if you're going to the beach or the national parks, you got to book it. And unfortunately, all of them are jacking up their prices to make up for the COVID losses. I saw that in Turks Caicos two weeks ago. Okay, they almost doubled the hotels, almost double their prices. It's insane. And that's what they're doing in America. So if you plan ahead, then you'll have options. Some places too expensive. You go to another place, you go a little bit outside of town, whatever. But if you don't and you try to book two, three weeks out, you're going to get hosed big time. Now, I wouldn't worry about the gas prices. They're going to hover around four bucks, go up a little, uh, running up to the 4th of July. But the supply of gasoline is starting to rise, as we reported Biden. That's not going to have anything to do between now and the election with the opening up of the drilling. That's just to send a signal. Biden's sending a signal 
to the oil companies that he's not going to hurt them in the near future. That's what that's all about. And that kind of signal drives down a price, worldwide price of oil. When Putin finally stops the madness, which he has to, all right, then you'll see oil drop as well. But this is a difficult summer economically for all of us. That's why I'm giving you the final thought of the day. Book ahead. And if you go in some place, you're going to spend a lot of money, buy trip insurance. Because COVID could come back. Anything could happen. Buy that insurance. If you're taking a cruise, you're going overseas, got to have that insurance. Spend the money or you're going to get hosed. I can't tell you how many people have written me. And, you know, you'll get a credit, but you're not going to get a refund from these travel operations. So anyway, that is the final thought of the day. We are in business to uh, look out for you. And I think that is a very good final tip. Thank you for watching the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.